Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to get real about the New York Jets offseason. And so I thought we'd bring in some experts on being real because they live real life on camera. Evan Goldschneider and Jackie Goldschneider from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. You may know Jackie well because she's been on the show for quite a while now. She's a staple of it. And I'm really happy that they could take some time to come on the show because they're both Jets fans. Evan is a huge Jets fan. Really excited to talk to both of you. Thanks so much for coming on. It's our pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Thank you. So the first question I have to ask you, because you two might be uniquely qualified to answer this one. (laughs) The Jets just had their series Flight 2022. It was a five-part series that aired on YouTube. It was produced by the Jets, and it was supposed to be a behind-the-scenes, real-life look at the Jets off the field process. They even went into some of these guys' homes. There was a notable scene in Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator's home, where he's cooking for his family. He's explaining how he balances his home and his work life and all that. The show, I believe, now is airing on SNY too. So if you weren't able to see it on YouTube, you can watch it on SNY. I liked it. I think that if any Jets fan hasn't seen it yet, they should. We did a review of it on the show, myself and playlikeajet.com senior writer Tommy Griffincrantz. But I want to ask you two about this because you know what it's like to have cameras on you all the time and have to act natural. How much different 
do people tend to act when they know cameras are on them? So, in other words, somebody like Mike LaFleur or one of the scouts that was profiled in this, how much of that was real and how much of it do you think they were maybe putting on for the camera? Because even if you try to act as natural as possible, there's going to be some things that come out that aren't necessarily natural, right? Um, so I think that like when you're calm and you're starting out, you want to present your best self. So you might be a little more buttoned up. Your house might be a little cleaner than usual. You might be cooking when you don't regularly do that. Um, but I think, I think when you really show your true self is when you get so heated that at least on the housewives, you get so heated that you forget the cameras are there and you just like, you know, you explode. But I, I don't think that was probably happening with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and Jackie took to it immediately. Um, in my first season, I felt like I was a robot. And then by the second season, I was doing like 20 shots on a boat and doing what I, I just didn't even notice the cameras anymore. So uh, I think for first timers, I think you, you're really wary of it yeah. and kind of a little bit uncomfortable. And then after a while, I don't know, for me, I, I didn't care anymore. After yeah, it does take two. it does take a minute, though, for sure. So if this is probably their first time having cameras in their home, then they were probably a little more um, well-behaved than usual. And we know there was a lot of drama around the Jets the last few years, especially with Adam Gase, where he forced out Mike McCagden, brought in Joe Douglas. Then there was the battle behind the scenes between Gase and Le'Veon Bell and all kinds of craziness going on. Where do you think there was more drama the last few years? On the Real Housewives of New Jersey or behind the scenes with the Jets? <laughs> I cannot imagine anyone having more drama than the Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's been it's been a bananas few couple of years. And unfortunately for Evan, he was involved in some of that drama. So um, that was a mess. So I, I'm guessing that it was much calmer on the Jets camp. Yeah, but the most uncomfortable thing was when Adam Gase was announced as the uh, coach of the Jets. When he's, his eyes are going left and right, it looked like he was having some type of seizure. You remember that, Scott, when he was, he was going crazy? I think that that was talking about like being uncomfortable in front of cameras. That's that was the first time. I think Rob Sala, too, when, when he was announced, he was a little bit uncomfortable. And then you kind of you get a little bit more comfortable over time. But uh, in terms of the uh, the drama over the last five years, I've kind of lived through both and lived and died through both. And they've both been going on through COVID over the last few years. And uh, I would say probably the show uh, <laughs> only because the Jets are finally, I think, in a decent position. Yes. And let's talk about that. I wanted to know what you thought about year number one of Robert Sala combined with Joe Douglas. And I want to get back to Joe Douglas in a second, but we'll start with Sala. What do you think of his first year on the job? Do you think he looks like the guy that could be the one to finally help turn this around from a coaching standpoint? I hope so. But the thing that I don't like, because I coach my kids in basketball, and we're always prepared and we always, uh, if we're losing a game, my older son will always start a fight. So I say, if, if we're going to lose, we're, we're going to go out swinging. I felt like we didn't have that. Remember in the middle of the season where we had that stretch where we lost a few games, mm -hmm. lost to the Patriots, gave up, I think, like 54 points. Um, there seemed to be no fight. And we also started off the games really poorly. So it seemed like that whole week of preparation just wasn't there. As the season went on, it got better. Like I love the Tampa Bay Bucks game, the the next to last game of the season. Seemed like we were prepared. We started to look more as a team, even though we didn't have great talent. So I'd say overall, four and thirteen. I mean, you're judged by your record. It wasn't good. Um, and in the middle, there were those games where we just didn't look prepared. the The players didn't look like they wanted to fight the other team. Like if we're losing, we fight like that. I'm a I'm a kid of the 1990s. Grew up with the 1990s Knicks. So. 
whenever, whenever I was losing in a game, I'd try to take somebody out of the knees, essentially. Um, you know, if I would, <laughs> Jackie's, Jackie's laughing at me, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the mentality I think you have to have, especially in football. I didn't see it too much last year, but I saw us get a little bit better throughout the season. And of course, a lot of it's on Zach Wilson too. If he gets better then I think the rest of the team will be hopefully more cohesive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk a little bit more about Zach Wilson. Now, Jackie, for your standpoint, you have to take a look at Zach Wilson. And to me, he looks like a guy that absolutely would fit in on one of these reality shows. He has that TV look, like that Hollywood <sighs> showbiz look to him. But on the football field, he's a guy that really is all business. And it seemed to take him a while to really find his groove. After he came back from injury, he improved quite a bit. As you said, that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was probably top to bottom, his best game of the season. What do you think of his progression from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, and how confident are you in him going forward? He looked more decisive as the season went on. You know, if, even if, if you look at the end, he really had no receivers. Uh, Davis was out, Moore was out. His number one receiver was Berrios. This year, Barrios will be a number four receiver. So he has much better weapons this year, so he should do a lot better. Plus, we finally have three tight ends where we haven't had a tight end since, I don't know, uh, Dustin Keller, Johnny Mitchell. You got to go way back. <laughs> Mickey Schuler, you got to have actually a competent tight end. Um, so as he went through the season, he looked better. He looked more decisive, more comfortable. Um, I wish he was a Justin Herbert, who kind of was great from the beginning of his, of his rookie year, but Zach Wilson's still young, um, and he really didn't have much of a team around him. So I'm hopeful, but the one thing that worries me is just physically, he's, he's so slight. You look at his shoulders, he looks like 
you know, there are 15 year olds in town here who look bigger than him. <laughs> That's the only thing that I would say is physically slight mentally. He, I hope he has it. Um, you know, there's no correlation between being really smart on the football field and being smart off the football field. Like Dan Marino, I think he got a four in the wonder look and he was, he was very decisive, decisive on the field. So um, I'm hopeful. He didn't have much around him. Uh, he made a lot of progress. Everything I read about in the summer so far in the OTAs, he looked good, but you never know. That, I mean, that's the big crapshoot. You know, if, if he's good, we have the talent around him to be a good team. But if he's kind of like he was last year, then we're, you know, middle of the road, if not below average. So every year in my house, it starts off in like um, the summer where Evan says, this is going to be the year. This is the year the Jets do great. And my kids all get really excited. My kids are gung-ho Jets fans. Also, one of them is named after the Jets. And um, and then it never materializes. Like, it's always worse than the season before. So what makes this year different? That's a good question. In fact, Evan, we're going to get to some of the things that might make this year different, hopefully, fingers crossed. But we have unfortunately had that experience because the people that have been running the team have been making some very bad decisions over the last decade, especially. And Joe Douglas came in here a couple of years ago. As we said, it was under those soap opera-like conditions where Adam Gase comes in and he shoves out the general manager, brings in his friend Joe Douglas, who he'd worked with in Chicago. And Douglas had a clear plan particularly over the last two years in the draft and in free agency. And you're starting to see where he's going with this. Now, the players that he got have to be able to live up to their billing and they have to be able to perform on the field. But for the first time in a while, it really does feel like the Jets have a clear plan and a clear path forward. Would you agree with that, Evan? Yes, definitely. Um, I, I like what he does in free agency. So what he does, in, in my opinion, is he gets really good role players really i'd say above average players like uh jordan whitehead dj reed uh cj ozama tyler conklin like they're all good players you don't think they're going to make the pro bowl every year and i think the way he's trying to build it i may be wrong but through free agencies he's trying to build depth and some really good high character players and augment that in the draft with hopefully the home runs the the guys that become you know potential hall of famers so I hold out hope for like the sauce gardeners of the world, Garrett Wilson's, um, Elijah Moore's like th those guys, I think, have the talent and the ability to be really good. And then if the rest of the team is, is surrounded by high character players that are above average, I, I definitely agree with that, because in the past, we've always signed these high high priced players like Tremaine Johnson. I think he got like 72 million over four years. And he, I don't know how many games he played, but the games he played, he was just pure trash. Um, I, I just, I just don't want that anymore. Uh, I'd rather build through the draft and have uh, a lot of good players come in, good high character players, everything I read about and everything, you know, all the interviews I hear with these players, like they're, they're good guys. They, they want to win. It's not like they're going to get their, their big paycheck and just mail it in. Um, kind of like a Tremaine Johnson, maybe like a Le'Veon Bell. Um, so, so I'm encouraged by what Joe Douglas is doing. It's just that, you know, I've, I've been patient, so I guess I can continue to be patient. Um, but at the end of the day too, it all comes down to, do you have a good quarterback? So we're not going to win. We're not going to go very deep unless Zach Wilson's great. Um, and that I, I still have no idea. Evan, this is radio, not TV, so you couldn't see me start to physically shake when you mentioned Tremaine Johnson. Brings back some very <laughs> painful memories, but you're right. In the past, the Jets have spent a lot of money on guys that haven't delivered, and so this year, we're hoping that it's different, and a lot of people praised what the Jets did 
in free agency. They went out and they got DJ Reed, who is an underappreciated corner in Seattle, but maybe one of the more underrated corners in the league. Jordan Whitehead, who won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose cousin Darrell Rivas had quite a bit of success here, obviously. Lakin Tomlinson, the Pro Bowl guard who knows the system. He played with the 49ers, so he knows Salah. He knows Benton, the offensive line coach. He knows Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, and he can help be a leader on that budding offensive line that looks like on paper to be the best offensive line they've had in years. They brought back Braxton Berrios. So they went out and they made some moves in free agency leading into the draft. What did you think of what they did this offseason? Because it wasn't necessarily a spending spree, but they also were willing to go out and get players that they thought would make a difference. I loved it. Um, I think what we would have done a few years ago if McCagney was still in is we would have done exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. We would have paid Christian Kirk $20 million a year for somebody to be, he would have been our right on, on this team. He's probably our fourth receiver, maybe, maybe fifth. Um, so I, I hate overpaying, especially when we have a salary cap, because then you're hamstrung for years. We're being, I think, fiscally prudent. You know, over the last few years, too, we've, we haven't gone into these huge guaranteed contracts with many, many years guaranteed. So it gives us a lot of flexibility. So I love what we're doing, but it still comes down to the draft because the players that we're getting in free agency, I think they're proven. The ones that we get in the draft, we don't know. Like last two years ago, our draft is way below average. Like I don't know if Becton's ever going to play. Uh, Mims is is trash. Um, the only player from that draft who's okay is is our third cornerback, Bryce Hall. Um, last year was great, but still, you know, going into the second year, you want to see this big leap. So, although I like what they do, it gives us flexibility. Um, we really have to, at the end of the day, I think we have to kill it in the draft more than anything. Since you brought up Becton, it sounds like you're pretty worried about him. Yeah. I mean, when I, I remember watching the draft and they said some of his interests are eating, like <laughs> his mom, his, his interest was eating and he was already 370 pounds. And I think his mom was a chef or I think she was, she was in the food and cuisine industry. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is not good. The guy's already 370 pounds. And then last year, when when he gets injured in the first game, they say, all right, he's going to be back in 48 weeks. All right, great. Uh, I'm saying as a Jeff fan, it's probably going to be the year, but I'm hoping that it's going to be four weeks. And I was like, all right, great, fine. And then he never came back, and then he's still not ready. He wasn't even in OTAs. He wasn't doing any of the drills. He's doing stuff on the side. So I don't know. I like like hungry players, hungry dogs that don't get injured. That's why I like Lakin Tomlinson. I think he's played every game over the last five years. And he's, he's got that dirty edge, that that nastiness to him, which I think you need in football. Actually, you need it in every sport. Um, I used to be that tennis player, by the way, that would try to uh, hit the other guy with the ball at the net. Um, <laughs> but I think that's that's part of winning is, is intimidating the opponent. So safe to say you want players that are metaphorically hungry, not literally hungry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay to be hungry. Just don't eat so many carbs, I guess. And don't eat all day. <laughs> Well, the Jets certainly could have replaced Mekhi Becton if they were truly worried that he wasn't going to be the guy they were hoping for in the draft with the number four overall pick. Instead, they took Sauce Gardner, which is kind of funny because we were talking about eating and they took a guy named Sauce. But they get Sauce Gardner at number four. Then at number 10, they get Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. I know you weren't thrilled about that. For different reasons than I was. I wasn't thrilled about it because I didn't want a receiver at number 10. You weren't thrilled about it because you're a Michigan guy, so you didn't want the Ohio State receiver. But then the Jets come back. They trade up to number 26 from number 35, and they get themselves Jermaine Johnson, the pass rusher out of Florida State, who's the guy I wanted at 10. So once they did that, 
I was happy. Now they got the two guys I wanted. I was fine with Garrett Wilson because I wanted them to get a receiver anyway. So if they could get all three of those guys. And then I had been crowing for a running back because I just feel like a real bell cow running back could make Zach Wilson's life so much easier, especially behind this improved offensive line. And lo and behold, they go out and they trade up and get Brees Hall in the second round. So they did just about everything that I wanted. Were you with me? Did you like the formula that they employed during the draft? Yeah, I think they're all need, need positions. And I think you help Zach Wilson by having Garrett Wilson at 10, even though he went to Ohio State. So uh, I don't know if he could read a playbook very well. As a Michigan grad, we're, we're allowed to make those jokes. <laughs> but um, he, he seems intelligent and he seems like he's – I know he killed Michigan the last few years. and I've seen a bunch of his games. But um, I, I think you need depth at wide receiver. You need a lot of weapons. Last year and the last few years – um, you know, when, when Darnold was here, I'm sure you remember, like, there's nobody open. You, you watch these plays, like, there's there's nobody open. I don't know who you're going to throw to. Um, so now you have a really good wide receiver core. Uh, I like the pick at number four because this is a passing league, and I, I don't think – I wouldn't feel comfortable going into the season with DJ Reed and, and Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles as the top three. Now this, this makes uh, Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles kind of play where they're supposed to be, in my opinion, kind of three and four. And I, I like our – like uh, Michael Carter the second as well, um, uh, playing the, uh, you know playing against the slot. So as a third cornerback, who's going to probably play a lot. Um, Jermaine Johnson, I'm not so sure about that one. It, you had one good year, one good year at, at Florida State. I'm not sure. Um, and then I agree with you, Brees Hall. Uh, I think having Michael Carter and Brees Hall is, is great, especially with kind of this West Coast San Francisco 49er offense. They want to run the ball, establish the run. Uh, and I think we, if Becton plays, we have Becton and Fant uh, at the tackles and some really good guard play and a decent center, we, we should be fine in running the ball probably 50% of the time, which is, is way above average now in the league. So I was really happy with it. I wish we had more picks later on, as, um, but I, obviously I guess we had to trade up to, to get that draft. Evan, I'll send you some links later to some of the podcasts and videos we've done on Jermaine Johnson. I think it might help put your mind at ease a little bit. And also, because you brought up the fact that you were a Michigan guy, I'm assuming, Evan, that you saw that documentary that HBO did on the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan, right? Yes, I did. Do you remember that joke that the guy told where he said, how do you get an Ohio State grad off your porch? Yeah, paying for the pizza. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I was thinking of when you were talking about Ohio State versus Michigan. I couldn't help but think about that joke and obviously the rivalry and the documentary that was on HBO. So anybody that hasn't seen that, I recommend going and checking it out. But I think regardless, Garrett Wilson is going to grow on you. He's a great kid. We've done shows on him. We've talked to people that covered him at Ohio State, even spoke to Mike Davis, who was his mentor when he was growing up at Lake Travis in Texas. Mike Davis, the former University of Texas wide receiver, former receiver for the then Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders, and he really helped guide Garrett Wilson, and I think Garrett Wilson's going to be a special player for the Jets. Him and Elijah Moore have a chance to be a really awesome combo for a long time, and so with that in mind, we now look at the new look Jets. They've got a new offensive line with different pieces here. You go and you look at Zach Wilson heading into year number two, 15 more pounds of muscle. They add Garrett Wilson to the offense, Lakin Tomlinson. You go on the defensive side of the ball. They had arguably the worst secondary in the league. Now they add Jordan Whitehead. They add DJ Reed. They add Sauce Gardner, right? 
They go and they add Tremaine Johnson. Hopefully, knock on wood, a healthy Carl Lawson comes back. What do you think about this year? How much better do you expect them to be? As you said, 4-13 and 13 last year. Do you think 7, 8, maybe even 9 wins could be out of the question if the chips fall right? Yeah, so I think so. I, I start with 4-13, and 13 and then I, I see that the first-year players are should be better uh, this year. So you get the, that progression from year one to year two. Then everything that we added, I think, added probably three wins. So I think we're at seven and ten. And if Zach Wilson is uh, roughly the same level as last year, um, I think we're at seven and ten. Although the schedule they say is a little bit harder, but nobody nobody really knows. Like everybody talks about, like the first four weeks being so tough, but who knows if Lamar Jackson he may not play, maybe he holds out, and then week two we have Cleveland. Deshaun Watson shouldn't be playing, so I think that's overrated. So that's why I get to seven and ten. And then, so that's why the biggest wild card for me is Zach Wilson. If he improves a lot, maybe we get to 10 and 7, 11 and 6. That's probably the best. But I, I could see a scenario where we stay at 7 and 10, 8 and 9. And I would hate that because we're kind of middle of the pack. And then we still going into year three of Zach Wilson. We just don't know if he's any good. That to me is the worst case scenario. So I'd almost rather be right at the edges where, uh, where we're like 4 and 13, or 13 and four. I'd rather be right at the edges because then, you know, you have decisions to make rather than staying with mediocrity because the chances of him being good after two bad years, is just not, it's not very high. It just doesn't happen. It's not like a Jim Plunkett example. So, um, so yeah, I, I think base case seven and 10, uh, I'm hopeful for nine and eight or 10 and seven, but uh, I think it really all comes down to Zach Wilson. I think the most important thing this year, and you sound like a broken record saying it because we said it with Sam Darnold as well, but knowing whether or not he's the quarterback going forward is more important than the actual record. Knowing that the young players are progressing and playing well is more important than the actual record. As Jets fans, we keep having these low expectations as far as the record, but we've got to be realistic. I think if those things fall into place, that in the long run is far more important than whatever the win total is in 2022, right? Yeah, uh, although, I mean, I think about this. I think you're starting to get to know that I'm a little bit crazy. I think about the Jets before I go to sleep. That's probably the first thing I think of when I wake up, which is kind of like my wife would probably say I'm tortured. Not his four children. Or his wife. I have, four, I have four children and a wife. I didn't know. I thought my four children were like four children and a wife are my offensive line. Um, so I thought so if I go like position group by position group, it gets me crazy because I'm like, I don't I don't understand how people say we're not that talented. On offensive line, I'd say we're above just from a talent perspective, above average. Wide receivers above average, tight ends above average, running backs above average now. Quarterback, I don't, I think probably below average, but I, I don't know. Defensive line, I think is above average. Linebackers probably below average, and I think our quarterbacks are above average, and our secondaries probably slightly below average. So overall, I think we're, and I won't even get into Eddie Pinheiro or Greg Zerloin. <laughs> actually, Braden Mann is way below average, but um, overall, I think we're probably slightly above average in terms of talent in the league. So that 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 makes me really excited because this is above average talent that's just coming into their own. We're a young team as well, so that's that that's what gives me hope. Um, but obviously, there are a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of needs. Uh, I don't like what we didn't do with linebackers. I don't like what we didn't do with backup offensive tackles. Although I think we'll probably get one or two there. Um, but you know, there, there's still some needs. But I like the direction we're going in, and I think we have a lot more talent than people give us credit for. 
Jackie, I have a suggestion for a new reality show. I want you to bear with me. As somebody who's been on a reality show, both of you guys have been, I want to get your input on this because I think it could be a real hit. And in fact, I'd like to make it into a show on our Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. I think we should film Evan while he's watching the Jets on game day oh. and turn that into a reality show. I, I don't think it would get past any FCC guidelines. <laughs> I think that it would be very problematic. I don't think that you would like him anymore or want him on your podcast ever again. Yeah, there's a big cancel culture. Evan, Evan does four months of going into the season as hopeful as anyone could be and loses faith within the first five minutes of the first game so he'd probably be I'm, i think i'm very calm compared to what i used to be um no Mm-mm. really no, I, and I used now to we punch have, walls I used now to... we have uh three three basically teenage boys who are in the mix screaming also so yeah i don't i don't think it would pass any i don't know where you would air it it would have to be on um like skinamax like on pay cable well we're not naked actually hudson's no naked. no because of the language oh but hudson what one of our kids gets naked when he gets yeah it's, it's rated m for majority <laughs> Jackie and Evan Goldschneider of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast talking to you guys about the Jets and, of course, the crossover between reality TV and football fandom <laughs> sometimes. For those that want to follow you on social media, see what you're doing on the Real Housewives and all that, talk about what's going on there and how people can talk to you on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Yeah, um, so I'm at Jackie Goldschneider on Instagram and Evan's at, at Evan Goldschneider. Um, I don't think you have Twitter, do you? Mm. I don't think Evan's ever been on Twitter. I'm at JG Schneid. Um, and uh, Facebook, we're both on Facebook under our regular names and we love to interact. Evan loves to talk about the Jets. So, um, yeah. I'm also, I'm also very much into sports cards with the kids. We're, we're sitting in a room here with a bunch of Zach Wilson rookie cards that um, I'm going to sell. I, I have a bad feeling I have to sell them after week one. <laughs> you see already losing I, I'm, I, I'm born. I'm born positive, but just a lifetime of being a Jets and Knicks fan has made me so negative. So yeah, we could we could talk reality TV, Jets, anything you want. Reach out on that. Instagram's the best place to find us. Make sure that you follow Jackie and Evan on social media. And, of course, watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey. If you're into drama, like what happened with the Jets behind the scenes with Adam Gase and all that, you can't get better drama than The Real Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) And it's legit. It's real. So make sure that you're watching season 12 right now. Right, Jackie? Um, Season 12 finished airing in May, and we are actually currently filming season 13. There you go. So season 13 is coming up. Make sure you check it out on Bravo. And make sure you check out everything that we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 videos, including breakdowns of Jermaine Johnson. And Evan, I'm going to send you some links to that so you can check that out. I think it'll ease your mind about Jermaine Johnson and what he could do for this Jets defense. So Watch those videos, subscribe if you haven't already Visit our store, tpublic.com That's tee-public.com We've got the John Frank Myers, Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt The Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt Caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there tpublic.com That's tee-public.com And be sure to give us a 5 star review for the podcast On iTunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing 
doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.